Hi everyone, my name is Lori. I am with thewifeexpert.com. Please subscribe to this channel as you passing this on or sharing this with someone else or even watching it helps this channel grow because my goal is to help people stay married or learn something from their past marriage or just learn something in general. Every time you listen to one of my podcasts or any one of my videos, you have a chance to learn something that you didn't know before. Why not learn to be better? So that's what this is about. So I'm not not someone who judges. I'm not someone who tells you, I gotta do it this way, unless you're coaching with me. That's different. But just in general, I want you to be a success in all of your relationships. So the person I'm bringing in now is an amazing woman. She was on my program for a while and she did some things and I want you to hear what happened to her because this is her story. And we are gonna hear her today and I'm going to interview her maybe in a year or two to see where she's at so we can follow her so you can be aware of what happens in people's lives. So I want you to hear about it from her. Here we go. Carly, welcome. Yes. I'm so Thanks. glad you are here. So your face is a little blurry and that happens sometimes when I'm talking to people on their computer or their phone. So I'm just grateful you're here because you have a lot to say and my listeners want to hear it. So awesome. why don't you go ahead and let's start with, you were married for how many years to your 29, husband? 29 years. 29 years. And how yeah. did that all go? And when did it start getting funky? Mm -hmm. I met him at a Christian university and it was great for 28 and a half years. <laughs> um, okay. I loved him very much. I loved my life. I thought we had a great base and a great relationship and um, until it wasn't. So. so how many kids do you have? Two. They're and how old are they? 30 and 28 now. Okay, so they're launched. Okay, so what happened during those last six months? He, um, it, I, I think it all began, his, his mom died a couple year, few years before this all started happening, and he lost a job. He got a new job. Um, anyway, I found out that he was uh, sneaking around with my best friend, and when I called him on it... Um, it, he had been kind of distant. It got really bad. Like he wouldn't even talk to me or touch me or go out with me or anything. He just turned off. So how did, how does your best friend do that to you? That's like a code of ethics between women. I, I don't know. I, I talked to her, which you're not supposed to do. And I pretty much like begged her to please let me, you know, I tried to explain it and she just kind of looked at me and she's like, yeah, that's not how this works. So she was your best friend. Like she came over yeah. all the time. Spent and holidays. How... Spent holidays with them. Went on vacations with them. She said we were both only children. She said I was the sister she never had. Um, yeah, she divorced her husband, and he divorced me. Or well, he decided to emotionally leave our marriage. So I divorced him. But and when she was divorcing her husband, did you try to talk to her about like, oh, what's happening? Are you okay? She didn't leave him for a year after I left my husband. I don't know what was going on with them. I don't know. Okay. And she never talked to you about it? I never talked to her again. But like back when it was happening, were you like, like well, the first time you found out they were having an affair? Like yeah. the first time. Yeah. And you're like, you see her. Yeah. Is there a conversation? Yeah. And what I did talked, she say? I, I sat them all down. I met them at a park because I didn't want them in my house. You know, and I, I remember asking her husband, I said, if I divorce my husband, is it okay with you if they continue what they're doing? And he said, I don't deal in hypotheticals. And I'm like, I felt like I was in an alternate universe. I had, you know, so I left and they left and I never spoke to either one of them again. Okay, so, so you left. What does that mean? I left the park. We left. We finished talking. Yeah. So. Um, and what, this is your friend. Yeah. And you, you looked at her and she did what? She like just said, was... that's, I, you know, I said, please, 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 you know, she just said this, that's not how this works. And I said, what well, in my universe, it's how I worked. It works because I took vows with this man. He is my husband, you know? And did did you like, say that? Yes. And, and she like, said, no, that's just not how this works. You know? What does that and mean? I like, don't know. This is, that's <laughs> I don't not know. how this works. We're, this is my husband. My husband I, doesn't go having affairs. That's not how this works. Right, this is how this works. In her world, I guess when you get tired of them, you just dump them and move on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> um, 
I, my parents have been married over 60 years. My ex's parents were married over 60 years. Um, I thought I was marrying into this really stable family, Christian family. I expected to stay married forever. Good and bad, you know, fun times and boring times. So what happened then? Um, he just really detached. He would not have much to do with me. I, 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 this was at the height of COVID, by the way, 2020 lockdown. Mm. Um, I remember he did take me to dinner once and we were on, I'll come back to that. We were on a boardwalk talking and some of the flying monkeys, a couple flying monkeys saw us and came and said, hi, I didn't think much. What's about a it. flying monkey? They are the, they are the other woman's friends. Oh, that, they, and is that knew, something that we say? I didn't know that. Okay. They, uh, you know, yeah. Yes. And I, they went back and reported what they had seen to her. I am still married to my ex. We are on a dinner date on a boardwalk. They walk by, yay, happy, happy, talk to us. And then later, months later, months, I find the secret texts that how they were communicating. And um, his his affair partner just read him the riot act for taking me on a date. And that her friends said Good. we looked ha- They said that we looked happy. And how dare he take me out on a date? And she would never go out with her husband, just the two of them alone. It was crazy making. It's like that spouses became the other people. Mm-hmm. So, for so what happened then? Um, he said he was going to move to his sister's house at, to find his happy place, and so he moved out. And when he moved out, he went. He went no contact. He turned off his locations. He wouldn't answer my texts. He, he I, nothing. And this wasn't discussed, that he was just going to go off the radar. And uh, during that 30 days, I discovered they were meeting each other in hotels and in the, in the city. <laughs> and I called him, and he admitted it. And uh, I just had had it by then. It had been like six months of this. Um, and... Because I think it was because she was my friend and I knew her so well, I I didn't even want to get I didn't want to get in that fight. I just didn't I didn't have. A okay, baby. so let let me ask you a question. So how long did your husband know her before? Like you guys, four, four years, just four years. So you guys were all friends together for four years. Yeah. Okay. So during that time, did he ever say to you, "Oh, she's weird," or "Oh, she's trashier"? Did he ever say anything? Yeah, I had a discussion with him after I discovered about the, the they were canoodling. And he, I have it on recording. Gosh, I want to send it to her. He said, she's no prize. He said it like four times. She's no prize. And I said but something. But prior of, to that, prior to you knowing them dating, you know, usually couples talk about people like, I really like that woman. Yeah, she's weird. I like her too, but you know, blah, blah. did, did no. he ever say anything? No, we were all good friends and they were friends. I didn't have a problem with it because I was so secure in my marriage. So like, let's say we went on a vacation to a resort. Those were the two that made the plans. I'm not a planner and she's a big planner and so is my ex. And so they would make the plans. I never thought anything about, you know, <laughs> about that. And um, no, okay. he, never, he never said anything about her being weird. Okay, so now let's keep going. So now okay. you guys are, it's after the boardwalk thing, and yeah. he moves in with his sister, and now you find out they're having sex or go, what, yeah. maybe yeah. playing yeah. games at the hotel. Um, just kidding. So then what happens? Well, I'm sitting alone. Our house is on an acre. It's a 3,500-square-foot house during COVID, totally alone. The pool is turning green. The dishwasher breaks. Um I talked to my parents and, and they encouraged me to go. Well, first I put a retainer on a lawyer and that I thought that might get his attention. It did not. And so never does. And, and then when I filed, he signed it. He signed it immediately. Like the morning, you know. Yeah, no, she was probably standing there saying, do it. I'll do it. She probably, she probably called her and said, look what I got. And she goes, well, sign it. Yeah. And then I thought it was just it was so bizarre to me. There was no breakup discussion. There was no talking. There, it was like I was ghosted like I was a high school girlfriend. And I, you know, I wrecked my car badly on Halloween. I wrecked my car twice in two months because I was just noodles, you know. <laughs> was I talking to you by then? Yes, you were. Yeah, I okay. was. I had just discovered some tools, but I think it's way different when it's your best friend and you don't know who to trust. And your circle of friends are kind of all the same people. It was COVID. I couldn't go out. I, I couldn't even get go to a therapist. They wouldn't see you, you know. Um, it was just really an awful time for me. Yeah, because we didn't spend much time talking back then. No, I just talked yeah. to you a couple of times. I subscribed to your videos. They made me feel better. Um, I, I waited. The divorce took about eight months. I kept thinking maybe he would come talk to me or nothing. No, they traveled the world. They went to, I could see where he was going because his airline thing was still on my phone. So they went to Jamaica and Costa Rica and Cancun and Miami. And this is all within 
six, six to seven months while we were waiting for the divorce. Was she still married? Yeah. Yeah. Seven? Was yeah. she still living with her husband? I don't know. I don't know mm. what was going on on that side of the world. So you and him never established a relationship? You and Yeah, the, I was her. close to him, but it was kind of like he didn't want to okay. rock the boat. I Maybe he had a different way of dealing with it, but I was not part of getting together and you know, talking about our spouses. Cause I it's, think it's comforting to have someone dealing with the same thing yeah, to establish yeah. a relationship. Right. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So now what happened? So then what happened next? He did. Okay. I wrecked my car. This was, there were so many weird things that were so midlife crisis. -y. He called me, he found out I had wrecked my car and he volunteered to go take me to get a new one. But mm. And, and I was so mad. I was so mad and so hurt. I was like, no, I need to do this on my own. Don't worry about it. You know, so I went and got my own car by myself. Um, and and I got a job. Uh, at a, For 29 years, I had been with this man. I taught school. I had done some other odd jobs. But as far as supporting myself, you know, and our house, he was very successful. He was an executive. He had, and the reason I, I think it was partially midlife crisis, he had no friends, no hobbies, no self-improvement. Um, I just think he had reached the pinnacle of his career and he was just like, now what? And of course the person they've got to blame is their spouse. Hello. And he, <laughs> and he said crazy things to me. Like we had a bad marriage cause we never argued and you know, we didn't have to argue about money. That wasn't an issue. Our kids were grown. I just kind of looked at him and said, what do you want to argue about? And he didn't have an answer for that. And then he said, I was selfish. And I'm like, how am I selfish? And he says, well, you went to work the other day and you left some glasses on the edge of the counter. And I guess you just expected me to put them in the dishwasher. And this, oh my is, a, gosh. this is a man who for years came home after work, put his coffee, his travel mug down on the sink. Guess who washed it for him to have coffee in the next morning? Every day for a gazillion years. But, the re, but I left glasses on the sink and I'm, you know, selfish. Because he has to find, I'm going to make this clear to all, all the people that are listening. He can't leave a very nice woman. He has to find reasons to leave you. Because if you're wonderful, he's a dick. So you have to be the evil one so he can go, see? So I'm like, she leaves a glass on the counter. She's so selfish. Yeah. And I, and I admit, I was at part. Our kids had gone, gone away. I wasn't working. I was trying to find my new equilibrium. I didn't do a lot. There wasn't a lot to do. There was the two of us in a house. You know, I had a lot of free time. He never told me he wanted me to get a job. He never told me he thought I would. He never said one bad thing until I discovered his cheating. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so then what happened? Let's get to the part where you crash your cars, all this stuff is happening, you finally get okay. divorced. No, about four months, three months before we get divorced, um, I, I'm so lonely. It's like I said, COVID, I'm not seeing anybody. And I thought, I'm going to have to date. I'm going to have to figure out dating and internet dating. And I, I had heard Facebook had a dating site and I was curious, but you had to make a profile to even look. So I quickly made a 30 second profile because I wasn't looking, I was just curious. And like 50 guys liked me in two days. They were like, how you doing? You know, like dumb guys. I was like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> awful. what I want. <laughs> but there was one really kind gentleman who was interesting and smart and didn't treat me like a piece of meat. And after about four days, he said, do you just want to meet for lunch? And I was like, I was so lonely. I was like, lunch is yeah. safe. Lunch is safe. I said, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I found out, um, not during lunch, I did some more detective work, but he's a retired officer in the military. Good guy. Um, we had so much in common, and we just developed a real, and by the time, right after my divorce, we decided to be exclusive. And I knew all the stuff says don't date that early. Hold on a second. Let's be clear about this. You were, so from that moment on, before you got divorced, you had a friend. You had your own blanket. And yes, he... and I even texted my ex, because he wasn't my ex yet. I said, I know we're not married. I just want to tell you I've met somebody, and I'm kind of going out with him. Um, I just, I said, I know we're still married, and I respect that, and I wanted you to know. Any response? No, never. Yeah, so. no, he wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> in the space to respond, because he was, he was still in his crisis. Right, right. So, um, yeah, he's, and yes, he, he stopped talking to our adult children for almost a year, um, they were really hurt by his actions. We raised him going to church all the time. He helped with youth group. He, he was a worship leader. He was a deacon. Well, we, what? Okay. Yeah, I, we I met, barely remember we, this. We met okay. at a Christian college. His dad was That's a pastor. Right. Yeah. Tell me about when did he stop? He has to like, is he still going to church? No, no. When did, when did he stop? Was it after his affair started? You know, 
we got lazy about it when the kids grew up about going yeah. as much, you know, but I thought he still had those values. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're so ingrained in me. I could stop going to church a day and I'm still not going to become a liar or a cheat or a, I'm just not. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it all fell apart, but I do know that my best friend, the whole time I knew her those four years, she did not discuss God or spirituality ever. No, um, she's the devil, my dear. Yeah, she's well, the devil. I don't, she, yeah. Clearly. And that's what her goal was, to steal your husband. Uh, yeah, she did I think it. she was a spouse poacher all the way. All a the spouse way. poacher. There must I be do. a word for that. We could just call it is. them spouse, mini there are, there are women who get off on that. They want to see, it's like a game to them. And Right. And now that she's got him, she's going to destroy him. I don't, I, karma, baby. You, you I watch. We'll, we'll just give, this is what happens. I do this for a living. Yeah, that's what will happen. It's been okay, four, so it's been four years since my husband has spent holidays with our kids, and I, I, I would not give up my kids for all the money in the world, you know. Or he doesn't see them on the holidays. No, they won't go into his house, and they will not be in her presence. Okay, so he's chosen her over his kids. Yes. So I, I everyone knows I have this kind of rule. It's like here's the first wife, here's the first husband. If the first wife goes away, and a new wife comes over. And you've got all these kids. The second wife is second to the kids. Uh-huh. Kids are first because that came from the first marriage. That's how I roll. So this new person you're with, your kids are more important than that guy. And spouses, second spouses right. that come in have to understand that because these poor kids lost a family. Yes, they did. And I have stepkids from my marriage now. They're in, I have two in high school and... But they come first. They come first on our schedule. If it's visitation weekend, I drop everything because I'm part of the okay. family. So you yeah. just said second marriage. So shh, we're not there yet. Okay. We haven't gotten there on the story. Sorry. Um, so Sorry. that's okay. So let's talk about how I want to know, like, so you're dating some guy that you met. I Sorry, I've got this cat. And I love her dearly, but she just... Every time I'm getting out of this computer, <laughs> anyway, my computer's all over the place, so I'm sorry about that. Um, so I want to know, when you're hanging out with this guy, how do you feel before you got divorced? Are you, are you, are you looking at him going, can I have a life with this guy? No. Or are you like, God, what's going on with my husband? What's Both. happening in, that, Both. in your mind? Both. I would go out and have a good time with this guy and then come home and cry. And I really missed my family. Um, you know, when this happens, you don't know the last time that you're in the same room with your kids and your husband. You know, I didn't have a warning. You know, I didn't have a final goodbye. It was just done. So uh, I was really sad. But um, my, this guy I was seeing was very patient. I didn't talk a lot about it. I tried not to, but he knew I was dealing with a lot and he was very patient. Um, when he finally introduced me to his kids, it was fun. We went zip lining and horseback riding and did all Where's the their mom? And she lives um, about two hours away at the time. So we got, he got. Why did they get divorced? Oh, that's a long story. Um, they, Give me a quick summation. They got married when he was nearly 40 because she got pregnant. And okay. uh, he said he always knew it was a mistake and they never, she was never, they got married because they felt it was the thing to do. But they okay. fought. How long were they married? 13 years. He said okay. they fought continuously. He said it was not a happy marriage. Did he all. want out or did she want out? She did. Okay. She did. So Men usually stay. Yeah. That's what he told me. He's like, I will never leave you. I will never, ever leave you. I, I, totally, <laughs> I, I totally believe this guy. I really do. So, wow. yeah. But anyway, when we would go out and do things with the kids on those weekends, horseback riding, zip lining, miniature golf, you know, frisbee golf, whatever, it, it just really took my mind off of things. I was doing th- things besides a dinner date. It was like going out and having doing, fun. Having fun outside and, yeah. Living. So, okay, yeah. so let's go back to the husband. So during this time, he kind of disappeared. Yeah. And so the divorce happened, and you didn't even talk to him. He came over on my birthday and said, oh, I don't, he'd never come over before. He comes over, and thank, I love my friends. My island and my kitchen was overflowing with gifts and flowers, just more than I've ever gotten in my life, because they were being so sweet to me. He comes in and sees all this. He's like, oh, I was going to get you a card, but I forgot to bring it. And, What'd you and say? I said, well, gee, thank you very much anyway, you know, and I, it was a, it was weird when I did see him, he would hug me goodbye and kiss me on the forehead. And then he did come over one time and talk to me and it was weird. He told me we'd never had a marriage. It was just a partnership. And is that, so what part of that do you believe? It was, I, I I'm just now talking. Is there to any you. part of it? Yeah. I believed it for a long time. It was, it was crushing. 
it was what uh, was crashing he sat me down he told me he really believed i was a covert narcissist and i needed therapy and is that true no, it is not. Woman who has that many friends that you have that many gifts on your island? <laughs> and my kids, my adult kids have informed me if I was the narcissist, they wouldn't be supporting me. <laughs> you know, um, and, I, and I found their secret text. It was the other woman telling him I was a covert narcissist. And everything I did, everything I did, she'd say, well, that's just what a covert narcissist would do. She just wants to feel more powerful than you. I mean, I could, it, I, I could have been Mother Teresa, and she'd say, well, she just went to Calcutta because that's what a narcissist would do. I mean, <laughs> it was dumb. And he evil. Love evil. Is evil. evil. And, he fell, and he fell for it. He has lived with me for 29 years. I have done, sacrificed my life for this man, supporting him, and he believes her. Yep, of course. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They're, they're very powerful, these horse yeah. faces. Very yeah. powerful. Okay. So just I'm um, just because this is kind of fun. What else? <laughs> any other fun things that you caught her saying? Um, well, let's see. She was mad. He took me on a date. She said I was a covert narcissist. There was a lot. They did talk about, are you concerned about the statistics? According, and they had obviously looked at the, the chances of their relationship yeah. lasting. And what, what, was, what did he say? Oh, they decided it wasn't a problem. They were going to beat uh, the odds. Yeah. Uh-huh. How long so, was she married to that other guy? 16 years. Okay. They're not going to beat the odds. At one point, he's going to say to himself, you had an affair with a married man. Me. <laughs> You're not a good woman. He's going to get there. It's going it, to she, was, she was an interesting, she was so much fun. I loved hanging out with her. She was adopted. She never talked about her parents, never talked about God. And her first husband left her for her best friend. Isn't that interesting? So it's almost like part of her wants to relive that and be the winner this time, you know? Maybe. Or that same little creepy... Minion climbed into her. I don't know. I, I, believe, I don't know. I, don't I believe know. in all those creepy things that no one talks about. I, I didn't used to believe in evil so much until all this went down and I saw it happen to my ex. And Oh, and for and I, and, listening. And I wanted to say this in case he sees this. I loved yeah. the man. I loved him. He was a good person. Yeah. You wouldn't have stayed with him for 29 years. I'm if he not wasn't trying a good to throw person. him under the bus. I can finally talk about this without crying. <laughs> I cried for years and I, I still miss him sometimes because he's my friend. And. I don't understand this never talking to somebody ever again. And I don't know what I did, really. So Nothing. You, you did nothing. And I was about to tell you that, you know, I've had many conversations with priests. And some of them have said, if you can see, if you could actually see how much evil is around you every single day, you would never leave your home. Right. It's scary. I saw, so you I saw have it in to his protect eyes. yourself. Yeah. What did you see in his eyes? I saw just the black evil eyes, you know, like they say that they have. I cried one day in front of him. I was sobbing. And he just looked, stood there and looked at me like some sort of lizard. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he said he had done things our whole marriage he didn't want to do. And I was so saddened by that. And I cried and cried. I said, what did you do? I didn't know. I did not know that you were doing things that you didn't want to do. And he just stood there. What, what did he, was he talking about? Did you ever I find out? I don't know. I don't know. He, he made tons of money. We lived in a gorgeous house. We had a pool. We went on vacations. Our kids were raised. We had lots of friends. I don't know. I don't know what he did. What? I don't know. Hmm. So. That's troublesome. Um, so now, so during that whole divorce process, when you got divorced, you didn't talk to him. And then no. you basically tell me you got divorced. It's over. And this new man, tell me about that. What happened? How did he treat you? He treated me... He was so emotionally intelligent, and my first husband, my ex, was a very passive person, very, um, just, he wasn't a great spiritual leader or anything, he was just, he's a people pleaser, he was conflict avoidant. Well, I married this guy, he used to be an officer, and he is pretty bossy, and he's very authoritative, and he's also, um, but he's a good leader, and he doesn't beat around the bush, and if something's bothering him, he's going to tell me. And he's also really quick to forgive. So if I do something to hurt his feelings and I apologize, in five minutes he's over it, you know. Um, and um, he's not perfect and nobody's perfect. But I just always wanted a marriage where you could talk about things. And I never, in my wildest dreams, dreamt that somebody could hide a part of themselves and become resentful and never say a word. That's interesting. They hide a part of themselves and they get mad that you're not understanding about the part they're hiding. And then they right. build resentment to you, and then it just comes out. Right. He yes. told me, my ex told me I just simply wasn't intuitive enough. I'm not intuitive. 
And I said, I had no idea you felt this way. Well, you're just not intuitive. He said, I always know how you feel. And I was like, and, and he brought up the example. Let me get my crystal ball. Sorry. Right, right, right. He brought up the example. I, I lose my keys a lot. And when I lose my keys, I get mad at myself. I storm around the house going, screaming at myself. He's like, I always made sure your keys were on the counter so that you wouldn't get upset. And I just looked at him and I said, it's not your job to keep me from being upset. He's like, yes, it is. It's my job to control you so that you're always happy. And I think that's He a- said that? Okay. Mm-hmm. You, what do you know is true? I want you to tell our listeners here. What is the truth? What he just said is wrong. That is not true. So what is true? I've learned about people pleasers and people pleasing is a form of manipulation to make himself feel better, not to keep me feeling happy. He controls his own environment by people pleasing other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's what people pleasing is. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is you can never make anyone else happy. You cannot. If you're not, if you're not happy inside yourself, you'll never, you'll no. never you, you go. Cause what he did is she probably did this like swirly dance thing and he caught in and when he was with her he felt good and he thought oh well this feels way better than the lady i was with for so long so i'm gonna do this right it's not gonna last okay so tell me today it's how many years has it been since you uh got divorced three almost three years since divorce four years since this whole crap started happening yeah three are they still together they got married yes okay Stop me from busting out laughing. They got oh, married on my. They got married on our patio in front of our pool, in front of the flower pots that I used to plant flowers in, and he wore a kilt that he bought with me on our trip to Scotland. <laughs> did you take half of his money? Please tell me. I, I, half of the savings. Yes, I did. I did. But he got the and house because I couldn't afford. I couldn't afford the taxes, let alone the house payment on that house. That's what so, I don't understand. So you should be able to get the house and afford the taxes because... He, he refinanced and I got half of the equity. And, and this is another thing. We didn't talk about money a lot. We only had $200,000 of equity in that house after 29 years of marriage. Well, because he kept refinancing? I don't know. Why did you not I don't know? think... I don't, I don't know. I don't think he refinanced. I just don't think he ever made extra payments or tried to pay down the... the, the, the How loan. long did you own the house? That house we had only been in about five years, but he made okay. a lot of money. There's sense. no reason he should have only had two hundred thousand of equity. It was our fourth house, and he made over two hundred k. So yeah, but not everybody takes money and dumps it in their house. That's they true. Pay- anyway, I didn't get much and for the house, but I did get half of the retirement. But okay. it's not what I wanted. I wanted my family. You know. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry, but he. So tell me about the kids. What's happening with them? Um, they're doing better now. Um, my daughter was really hurt. My husband officiated her wedding five, my ex-husband officiated her wedding five years ago, stood up there, talked about the holiness and sanctity of marriage and said, we hope that you're as happy as your mom and I have been, you know, five years ago. And two years after that, he, he ran off with my friend. So she wrote him this really scathing letter and she just said, I can't even watch my wedding video ever again, dad. You know, I don't know how you stood up there and said all those things. You raised me like this and you're doing that. And she goes, I'm just disgusted. He didn't even acknowledge the fact that she sent him the letter. He was in such la la land. Didn't even. He can't. He can't. Because if he reads that, he's a bad guy and he can't go there. Right. He just can't. It's impossible. Okay. Now, and they will talk to him now. They'll text him. They'll meet him at a restaurant. They will not go to their childhood home. They will not meet Horseface. What do they think about him? Like, are they, what do they say about him now? Is he like, oh, I'm so happy. What does he say? He doesn't talk about her. He doesn't talk about me. He doesn't ask how my parents are. Like, he could ask my kids, how are grandma and grandpa doing? Because they're in their 80s now. He doesn't, it's like, it never happened. What do they talk about? The weather, their jobs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the kids thank said it's god like, for the weather <laughs> the kids said it's like talking to their neighbor they said it's weird and awkward and they'll like it do they all go to see him at once together um yes they'll go they'll meet him for dinner somewhere at a restaurant their granddad twice three times a year maybe he came up here where i live because my son moved here where i am now he came up and spent the day with my son and bought him a bike and flew back home 
Um, <laughs> so I don't, you know, they don't spend holidays. Their granddad was in um, hospice a few weeks ago. They went to go see their granddad in hospice, but my son did not stay with his dad. He stayed with an aunt. It's disgusting. It's really, it it's so sad. And people say but, they're, gro they're adults. They'll get over it, but they, it, they I think they don't even, get over. I think it's even worse because they thought their dad was this Christian man who they trusted and loved and looked at, admired and he threw away an entire legacy for that it's it's disgusting it really is disgusting and i pray for your children to figure out a way that they'll never do this to their family one day yeah because this exactly. is generational trauma that continues so i i i have so many questions and i don't know how to ask but <laughs> tell me about his family and you said that his family has not talked to you now and when right. did they stop he had an older brother who was 10 years older, and he and his wife were kind of standoffish. His wife never had much to do with any of us, and I, I never really liked Even her. when you were married and things were good? Right, right. But she is the only one to reach out and say, I'm so sorry for what happened. And <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a surprise, but good and, for and her. And so she, she's, the one that, she's the one that's texted me to say, you know, dad, dad is in hospice, you know. how you know. Do you thank her? Please yes. make sure you thank her all the time. I do, good. and they send me. And tell her what card. a good woman she is. Yeah. Tell her exactly. what a great person she is. I will. They, people like that need to hear that they're doing good for someone else. Okay, so the other two sisters never talked to me again, and I had taken care of their dad, driven them to medical appointments. I had taken care of their pets. I had one of them got plastic surgery and laid on my couch for a week, and I emptied her drains for her, and they never spoke to me again. Do they think it's your fault? I don't know what was told to them. When's the last time you talked to them? Before, when I first filed for the, when I first found out they were, he was cheating and I filed, I, cry, I called, I called one of them sobbing. And, and what'd she, she said, say? Something lame, like I'll always be her kid's aunt. Okay. What about <laughs> the other one? I wrote her an email and never heard from her again. So don't take it personally. I'm just going to do a little coaching here. Don't take it personally because some people don't. Don't take this the wrong way, people listening. Some people are stupid. They don't know how to act. All they do is hear something and go, oh, well, that's bad. And they're so lost in their own life, they don't know how to help anyone else. Yeah. So don't take it personally because when people don't do something you want them to do, it's because they don't know how. Right. They didn't learn I, the right tools. I know this is very common. I'm in a support group and this is very common for the in-laws to never, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't, I'm an only child, but if I had a brother who left his wife of 29 years for some other woman, I would at least say, Hey, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? Can I help you move? I'd send her a Christmas They're card. They're embarrassed. So his mom and dad are still there. His mom and they, dad are still alive. No, his mom passed a few years ago and his dad just passed on Christmas Eve this year. When's the last time you spoke to them? His dad spoke to me all the time. I text him. I send him cards. Um, I even introduced him to my new guy. We went to lunch with him. What and did he say he, about this? At, he said he's not a therapist and he doesn't understand what was going through his son's mind. That's all Okay, he said. so that's positive. That's what about positive. his wife? She didn't know. She, she passed years before this happened. Oh, Okay. Okay, so you did have the support of his dad. His dad, very much. Okay, yes. that's that's good. You just and, lost and at one, two sisters. And at one point, when I went to go he see met him, your, he, he, he met told me about my ex. He goes, I don't even know who he is anymore. He doesn't visit, and when he comes over, he doesn't talk about himself. Do you see? It broke this my isn't heart. about you. This is not about you. This all happened, and it had nothing to do with you. Exactly. Nothing. So yeah. make sure you're clean of that. And you're just living your life and you'd be a good person. Okay, so let's go back to, you started to say, and I cut you off because I wanted to stay on what we were talking about. Right. You said his dad met your new boy. What did he say? Yeah, he said, I have two sons and two daughters and two daughter-in-laws and this is one of my daughter-in-laws and she'll always be my daughter-in-law. <laughs> Amen! And I was just Love like, that guy! Yeah. Love that guy! That's yeah. how everyone should be. Amen! Yeah. I'm going to cry. Yeah. He was in his 90s, but he was he had the wherewithal to say that. So anyway, he was a good guy. He had, yeah. So I'm going to challenge you. Okay. I would love you to write a letter to the sisters. Okay. You got nothing wrong with you. Just say, hey, I've been thinking about you. And I just want to let you know, I've always liked you. I've always enjoyed you in my life. And I, I miss you. Do you want to get together for coffee? <laughs> I, 
<laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Mm. I said I'm challenging you. Yeah. I am challenging you. And the reason why is because we want to be clean with everybody. Right? And so for all you know, your husband, ex-husband's been saying things like, oh, she doesn't. And they're like, really? Yeah. And now they're thinking negative of you. And I don't want that for you. I want you to be clean yeah. with them. And if they get, to, if they go, God, I'd love, I miss you too. I'd love to get, I miss your kids. I miss you. Whatever you had with them that you could say you miss about them. Mm-hmm. And you have to compliment them. You brought in, you know, during the 30 years we knew each other, the things I loved about you was that you always showed up to Christmas parties. You always were the first one to call. You always brought that pie. Mm-hmm. And I can't even tell you how much I'm grateful for you. And if mm-hmm. we never talk again, okay. But I want you to know I miss you. And if you ever want to grab a coffee, I'm right here. And you send that to both of them. And if they never respond, NMP. It's the name of my coaching company. Or they tell Horseface and she's like, that's exactly what a narcissist would do. See, I'm sort of paralyzed by fear. Oh, yeah. We got to get rid of that. So you're (laughs) paralyzed by fear and I'm asking you to let that go. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're worried about sending a nice letter to these two sisters you're, you're worried that they're going to take that letter and be like, she's terrible. She wants to get together for coffee. She thinks that pie I make every Thanksgiving is, is nice. Fuck her. <laughs> right? I mean, you're come right. on. Yeah. So yeah. write a really nice letter. If you need my help, I can help you. Write okay. a really nice letter to both and make a little different, kind of the same, but, you know, a little bit different because they're both different people, what you right. like about them, and mail it. Don't email it. Put it in the freaking mail with a stamp. Because they're going to get it and they're going to be like, oh, I haven't had one of these in 40 years. Let me open it. They're going to open it and they're going to think nice thoughts of you. Always like that. And they may reach out. And if they reach out, you say, you know what? I I have a new husband and he's amazing. And your brother is amazing. And I will always consider your brother my family. I will always love your brother. I don't know what's going to happen in life. But I don't, I don't like not being friends with you because you've always been a good person. And you say that even though you might be in the back of your mind going, I'm never probably going to spend time with you because I really don't like how you treated me. That's okay. Right now we're clean. And then you let it go. And if they reach out to you, great. If you want to call them for some reason, you now have that open connection where nobody's mad at each other. And that's what we want. Okay, I should send okay. them. I could send them a sympathy card and write a note in the sympathy card for their dad. Yeah, who died? Yeah, at Christmas because he was Eve. a good person. But don't compliment their dad. Okay, because you could say compliment. all these really nice things about the dad, and they'd be like, "Yeah, whatever." Compliment them. Okay. You, no matter how, how mad someone is at you, when you send them a letter and go, "You're a," ama- even if you like, you're at a party, right? You run into someone who's been mad at you for a while and you have amnesia. And you're like, oh my gosh, where have you been? I've always enjoyed seeing you at the soccer games. I mm-hmm, really miss mm-hmm. you. How are you? No matter what they thought of you in the past, they look at you and they're like, yeah, I am really yeah. wonderful, aren't I? Yeah. And now they'll yeah. be nice to you and they'll forget what their negative thoughts were of you. Yeah, got it. But that's what we do. Because you're amazing. And I'm so happy you found this wonderful police officer. Well, no, he's a retired military officer. Oh, you said cop. I think you said cop, so that got me confused. Uh, so, know. yeah, retired military officers. Okay. So he gave back somewhere. That means he's a veteran. Yeah. So yeah, he's a vet. you're blessed to be with someone. I mean, he gave back. I he love did. that. I yeah. love that. So make sure you thank him for, for his the service. service um, anything else you want to add to any um, of the people that are listening about your journey, your mistakes, what you wish for, what you worried about? Anything else you want to add? I think no matter what you do, you're going to have regret. You know, I had regret I maybe filed for divorce too soon. But then I hear people regret that they sit around waiting for two or three years and nothing ever happens. Um, I, I just think whatever your choice is, just move forward with it. I, I seem calm now. I was a mess. I was really a mess. I read lots of different things about lots of different mid- midlife crisis, personality, this codependency, you know, and I just learned everything I could. Um, I made a playlist of Christian music that made me feel better. I took a lot of walks. I listened to that playlist a lot. I found a church. I found a church home. I listened to sermons. Uh, I, I mean, it was just, I just had to feed myself all the time, something positive all the time. And yep. uh, I even went on antidepressants. If you need a little boost for about four months, that, that got me over the hump. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. don't feel bad about that. If you have to go on those, it's, go it's on. Miserable. It's miserable. You know, there was that science experiment about turning your back. Somebody turned their back on a baby and what the babies do physiologically. Why don't you um, talk about it? Because I, I I know that, but tell everyone about it. I, I forget the exact experiment, but they, you know, when, when a baby is connected and bonded with their mother, and if their mother turns their back and doesn't respond to their cries, and it's just they, they can see her, but she won't respond to them, they go ballistic, and their heart rate increases, and their blood pressure, and... So when you're abandoned by your spouse and you've been married that long, um, and it's not like we fought, it's not like I saw it coming. <laughs> it's just like one day he turned his back and nothing I did made her turn, turn back around again. And it's, it's devastating, traumatic. Horrific. This happening in someone's life is second to having a child die. I believe. Yeah, not I believe having that. your husband die. That's like at the bottom. Just kidding. It's like it's like a third. But child dying, spouse leaving is is comparable having Mm -hmm. a child die is horrific Mm -hmm. horrific i don't want to be in that club but i know lots of people that are and it's awful you don't recover from that just like you don't recover from this you'll never recover from this you'll put it in a nice place and you'll let that go and you'll feel bad for him because there will come a day where he will turn around and you will see him again and you will hear how horrific it's been with that lady because you cannot hurt all those people and end up in a happier place. It just doesn't work out like that. There's a lot of struggles yeah. that you'll never see that he's going through. God does not bless you with somebody else's spouse. I know that for a fact. No, so. when you get married, he's t- flat out said, let no man step between you. Right. Or woman. Exactly. exactly. And it happened to you. And you're, you're clean. You've wiped your hands of it. Mm-hmm. And you did all you could. But you're clean. Right. Right. And, and I had a checklist in my head of what a new husband would look like. And don't go against that. Don't ignore red flags. Don't settle for less. Um, I just got lucky. The very first internet date I had was the one. He was just every, you know. My mom kept saying, date around, date around. And I said, you just need to meet him, you know. And then when she met him, she never said that again. <laughs> mm. So, um, and okay. I'm where I'm supposed to be. He, he proposed. He moved me four hours, uh, five hours away to where my mom and dad live. They're elderly now, so I'm in the area close by. Um, okay. Do your kids like him? They, they do, yeah. They do. They come over it, to the, your house for Christmas and Thanksgiving? Yes. With all his kids? Yeah. Okay. My son moved okay. here with us as well. He lived in our basement for six months till he got established. So um, that was his choice to leave where he had been born and raised to come up here with us. I'm so glad. I'm so yeah. glad it worked out. It did. I it could, worked out. I could not have written... God, God had a plan. God has a plan for everybody. Yeah. And so. so I'm gonna. We're gonna. You know, when you have something happen to you, where something okay. shifts, or your husband comes around, or you hear something, I would love to have like a part two, part three, part four, of your story. So we'll stay okay. in touch. Okay. I'm eating popcorn. I'm waiting for the next chapter. I'm waiting to see. You know what's happening on the other side of the wall. I might not know for a while, but you might not know. But it'll be it'll be an interesting. It's nothing good happens over there. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. But thank you. Thank you for sharing You're your welcome. story. Anything else you want to share? Your videos I might hang awesome. up and be like, damn. What? I, loved your, I loved your videos. I watched them in my darkest days. They made me laugh. I think you're an awesome person, and I just want to thank you for everything you do to help people going through this. And I don't even know anybody personally. The people I know I met online. So. Yeah, I have a nice community of women. And there's yeah. some women that have not. They don't want to date. They're too into themselves and just being a good person. And then there's other girls that go, I want to date. I need a partner. And I don't doubt that. But then some of them are so close to their husband. They're living together. And they're like, I want to go date. I'm like, no. Or they're they're afraid to date. And I'm like, you have to think of it as like a super bad car crash, like a really bad car crash. Not everybody ever gets in a bad car crash, you know. But if you do, guess what? You're going to get in a car again. And I just happened to be in a really bad car crash. But that doesn't mean all cars are going to do that. So Mm-mm. I hate to say it, but I was talking about a puppy. You know, like when, you're, when your dog dies, it's like you get a new puppy. You get to start all over with a new puppy. <laughs> yeah, yes. But, I mean, yeah. honestly, I do encourage some people to date in the moments that they're in. And then other people, I'm like, don't date. Just hang out right. there. Hang out. And, uh, but everyone has a choice. I might say that and someone would be like, nope, I'm going to date. Okay. You know, because yeah. it might not end up where you're at. They just might date 20 people. I did. I dated, I think I dated like 10 people. My husband was gone. I think God gives us a hall pass. It was fun. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, in the end, wanted my husband. 
And there's, we all make our choices and don't judge anyone for any of them. And Mm -hmm. you ended up with a pot of gold and, you know, like you said, nothing's perfect, but it's, it's, it's working for you and you're you're going to church, you're doing everything right. And you need to be commended for that. Thank you. And this is what I'm going to. Uphill. Yeah, but I'm here. Um, It's been uphill and I'm still, I have still have my bad days, but mostly the good, so. Tell me about a bad day real quick, just so people know what that's like. It's when my husband goes out of town and I'm alone. And sometimes I don't know, it's not caused by anything or it could be a trigger of something. I, it could be anything, a song, a smell, something on TV. And I, I just, I'm, say this when I cry. I'm, I miss being an only child. My sister-in-law's and brother, those are my family. And I lost it all. I lost my only family. I have my parents and my kids, but I lost my extended family. I lost my husband, my ex-husband, um, I, I don't even have anybody. I think the saddest part is not having anybody to reminisce with. You know, mm-hmm. remember this, remember that. I have nobody to, to think about those things with. And I'm jealous of those people who have had semi-amicable um, divorces. You know, if they wanted to remember something, they could call their ex and say, Hey, <laughs> what was that place we stayed at when we went to Hawaii? I need to know the name because I want to go back there. Or, what, you know, whatever. I don't, ha- I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you will. So. Maybe someday. When he shows up, like, oh, that was a bad mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> he will. Yeah. He, he will show up. They don't disappear. Because no he, he, know, he knows he screwed up and there's all so much shame. And there's so much regret. He mm-hmm. knows he did something bad. And it's going to be some time. We had a lot of common friends, a lot of church friends on Facebook. And he disappeared and never commented on other stuff. Never you know, just kind of disappeared from our kids' lives, from Facebook, from everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I do think there's a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. But now he's stuck with her, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. He doesn't have any other friends. His kids don't talk. He's got hurt. He's trapped. Yeah. yeah. He just trapped. He thought he was going to leave first. It's the, it's the, you know, I hate to talk about the Bible, but, like, they talk about, like, uh, when, you know, in Eve takes a bite of the apple. Ooh, this apple's really good. And she's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Right? And you're not <laughs> yeah. supposed to. But it's yeah. like he, he, he bit the apple. Yeah, he did. He and did. he went the other way. So, I don't know. I, I wish I could yeah. see. I wish I, I'm always, like, curious. I want to see behind the scenes. I want to see what else is happening. I want to know the end. I, I do, too. Know the end. I do, too. And I want to know, you know, people. My mom even was like, she's like, well, maybe he wouldn't have left if you had a cleaner house. Or, And I get so tired of people because you don't know what happens until it happens to you. You couldn't have been had a happy marriage. He wouldn't have left if you had a bad marriage, you know. He wouldn't have left if you would have picked up that glass. God damn it. I know it. I know. You ruined everything. Hindsight. I know. I know. I know. So, yeah, you just can't blame yourself because, you know, when you get married, you're expecting that other person to come to you with their problems and their fears and their problem. You know, if they're feeling undesired or they're feeling lonely, they're supposed to come to you. And if they don't and they just think you're a terrible bitch because you can't tell how they're feeling and they hold it all inside, then one day, it's not your fault. That's not your fault. But I don't, I, I truly don't think nothing bothered him. I truly think all of those things didn't bother him until he started seeing this other person. And then yeah. he compared you to her. Yes. And that's he, where these ideas came up. That's because one before, of the he told me. If she would have never existed, you guys would be fine. But she came in and did some damage. And that yeah. damage made, it was, it was, it's the devil coming in, grabbing and taking and destroying. Exactly. And it happened to you. He said crazy things. Oh, I know. I didn't tell you this. He said, we never have deep, intimate conversations. And I was like, we've been together 29 years. What about me do you not know? And if You, you take a to, shit and I'm next to you. No, if kidding. you wanted a deep, intimate conversation, sit down and start one. Tell me this, yeah. you know. But he blamed it all on me. It's my fault that we didn't have deep, intimate conversations. Because he was having them with her because yes. they were new. They were Ooh, new. Let's talk about the moon. And he the said, sky. we never make love. We just... The F word. He goes, we just, you just want to F, not make love. And I'm like, again, you know, but he's doing those things with her because it's new and they're all like googly eyed and you can't, I tried it to tell him. It doesn't last. Said, it doesn't last and you can't get it back in a 29 year marriage. I mean, I loved him. Don't get you me wrong. You can. You, I, I think you're wrong. You can get it back in 20 marriage, but he has to be there. Right. And, so he, he, and while he's having an affair, he's never going to think it's possible. Right. Exactly. I couldn't do the pick me dance hard enough and it didn't work. He didn't. No, it won't. It won't. You, you, you had you in that moment. You did what you had to do, and you got out. Yeah. Some people don't yeah. get out. Some people stay. Some people get out. 
You got he, out. And it worked too. I left him. Uh, they moved the, the day after uh, I moved out of the house. She was on the front porch helping him move back in. And that October, they had a Halloween party. And some of our, my friends posted pictures of them at this Halloween party. And I could tell it was my floor of my old house. And uh, it's hard when it's your best friend because you don't know who to trust. And I unfriended a lot of did people. Did you lose all, her, all those girlfriends? Were those girlfriends your girlfriends? Yeah. You, did you lose them all? Well, because they were showing up to their parties and hanging out with them. And, you know, they were at the wedding saying, this is the most wonderful thing ever. Yeah, I don't. Those aren't my mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. So, so sad. Yeah, yeah, you don't want. I, so someone once told me, do you want to be part of the darkness? Do you want to no. be part of that? No. No, I don't. You want to be part of the goodness. Those women supported a woman who stole your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, somebody, I, I, I wash my mouth. I want to go pick it up. <laughs> on Instagram, one of her wrote, it's about time. And I'm like, seriously, okay. <laughs> when they got married, it's about time because it's been three years, you know. So, oh, It's so sad. Okay, so this is not the end. We're going to no. chat again. Okay. And I can't wait. Please, you know, maybe, maybe next year or okay, soon after I'll, that. Or if anything comes up and you want to talk about it, we can have a quickie. Okay, and if there's we'll, something I'll happens, this- I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll do this and we'll chat about it. So people, I want people okay. to follow your story. That's okay. what I'm doing here. This will be a story we follow. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. You're amazing. You're and I can't, Thank you, Laurie. Thank you very much. I adore you and I can't wait to talk to you again. All right. I look forward to it. What an amazing interview. Did you enjoy that? Carly is just a beautiful soul. And she made a decision to, to say goodbye to her husband. She made a decision to walk away and go in a different direction, to date and then get married to someone else after she got divorced. She made a decision to file. I have no doubt in my mind that that man and that new person will have a very difficult time in their life, whether they stay together or not. I mean, he he knows now his ex-wife is married to someone else because they're ex-wife. So a lot of pieces have been chopped, and that's what I don't want for people because there's always an option. As you heard her say, I sometimes have regrets. And I sometimes think about blah, blah, blah. And that's the part I've talked to people in their 80s and 90s. And that's what they've told me. I look back on my life and I think I should have waited. I should have given it some more time. But you don't know. You don't know. You have to be the decision maker on that. And if you ever have struggles with it, you need to talk about it or get it out and figure out what you want to do. I'm here. Sometimes I tell people, run to the freaking moon. You run away from that guy. He's, you're never going to have what you want with this person. And sometimes I say, you know, you should stay. With uh, Carly, I didn't talk to Carly that much. She was on my program, but she never reached out to me. So she and I didn't have any conversations about this. But I still cared about her. I prayed for her and I wished her well. And just, I, I want what everyone else. I want what you want. If you want this pot, of, if you want this pen, and you're like, Lori, help me get this pen. I will help you get this pen. So I help you get what you want. I believe in marriage and I believe in forgiveness and I believe people can work it out, but not everybody wants to. Is that wrong? No. Is that everyone, I don't judge. You have free will. You live your life exactly how you want and I want you to live it without regret. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please forward it to anyone you know that you think might benefit on this. Please call me or text me if you need me, thewifeexpert.com. And also subscribe below because you help support this channel by it growing in numbers and by sharing this. And I will see you later on the next time. Thank you.